Welcome to the podcast, Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history. This podcast is brought to you by the Catawba Island Historical Society. These stories and conversations, not necessarily 100% historically accurate, are told by lifelong Catawba Island resident Don Rhodes. Born in 1931, Don was an integral part of the community his entire life until he passed away at age 90 in 2021. Don's passion for preserving the artifacts and stories of Catawba Island led to establishing the Historical Society and the Catawba Island Museum. The trustees of the Historical Society share these stories with you, largely unedited for content, so you can get a glimpse of what it was like to sit with Don and hear the stories in his own words. These recorded stories are a complement to all the contributions Don made to the History Museum and the entire community. In episode 10, our final episode of season one, Don is having a discussion prompted by 1850s tax ledgers about the early days of the peninsula and the early landowners. Many early Catawba names are mentioned and information about the peninsula before it became a township or part of Ottawa County. Don also discusses the Sandusky connection to the development of Ottawa City and some of the land speculators who developed the Firelands region. The Board of Trustees of the Catawba Island Historical Society sincerely hopes that you have enjoyed season one of our podcast, sharing some of the amazing oral history left by Don Rhodes. These are the early county tax ledger tax ledger ledgers. This one is 1857. Concerning Van Rensselaer County. Ooh. You won't find Catawba. No, no, you don't. This one has three, six, nine, eleven. Van Rensselaer is the bottom name on it. Okay, now, at that time, Van Rensselaer incorporated Putten Bay Township. Uh huh. Read off those names, will you please, Jeff? Yes. The, hell of it. the township names? Yeah. Danbury, Portage. No, not Danbury, okay. Van Rensselaer. Oh, um, it, it, well, that's in the list of townships. It's at the bottom. And then the crossways, they have state, county, bridge, county debt, road, township, township something, school. No, no name further. Some places ran Winsler in there. Table of, for the year 1857, Ottawa County, Ohio, and, and Van Rensselaer might be in the back. Yeah, they're all in there. Uh, it looks like delinquencies of Van Rensselaer Township. And then it lists owners' names. Okay, read them down. Haywood, Rock, Rock, Haywood is, I think, the last names first, it looks like. Um, Matthias Kelking? Yeah, Kilkin. Kilkin, okay. That's Danbury. Now he's, they have him here. Um, okay, that's all right. Sand uh, something in Harbor. Uh, Wheeler uh, Foster? Yes, he sure is not Foster Wheeler. It could be. It's really right, right. It's ahead. hard to tell which names first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll read them in the order they're given. Yeah, right. And then, uh, it looks like Terry and Converse. Does that make sense? Converse. And there's three listings for him. Then there's Willett Joseph. Yep. Uh, William B. Lockwood. Uh, McGundy and or McGurdy and Carpenter. And it looks like Mary Perry. 
Harry Murray, or Mary, uh, Platt Justice, Reynolds Harnett, uh, Ravenfelt with initials A.W., and Shepard C.B. Okay, the, the clue there is that first title that said delinquent. Delinquent mm -hmm. what? Uh, delinquencies, it says, of Van Rensselaer Township of 1857. Okay, and that, we were part of Van Rensselaer Township at that time, and all of Putten Bay was Van Rensselaer Township, and I also, I think that included uh, Middle Bass. So there's only two or three names that I'm really familiar with on there. Mm -hmm. Now, the point is, you don't have the page for the Catawba Island yet. No. No. But she should be a section there just on Catawba. Just to mark the page? Although it's, at the, it's the last page that has entries, so maybe it's not needed. It's probably in order of the table. There is one in there just for Van Winsler. I only recognize one or two names there. I don't see anything that size down here. Do you want me to look upstairs? I, I'm sure I, I don't brought, remember seeing it. You can look it up there, but I, I almost positive Joanne, I took them and brought them down. Did you look in the triangular uh, in the corner? No, I, I looked all around to find a place to put them there. It was so big. Well, I don't know. See, the last page on this one, there's no index or table of contents. There's Erie Township delinquencies. The first one is Harris. Erie Township? Yeah, Erie. Delinquencies of Clay Township. That's all out of a county. Yeah, Carroll. Hi. Um, Carroll. I'll just go through it page by page real quickly. Benton. Benton. Clay. I don't want to butter the pages here. Clay. Clay, a lot of money in Clay. Catawba pretty soon. Mm -hmm. or, or, no, we're going to Portland, Van Wensler. There's Harris. Usually at the last, Van Wensler. And Erie. And there's a couple different sections for Harris. Erie Township again. like this book's only a half dozen townships, if that. A lot of Carroll. Oh, that Van Wensler in the back. That's the only reference to That's the only reference to Van Wensler. Is that one page or two pages in the back yes. you read? Yeah. And what was the title on that? It was 1857. It was yeah. Delinquencies. But then I have, then there's, have other, there's, other, there's Van other Van Rensselaer stuff. Oh. Big, yeah. like many pages of whatever there's, this is. Yeah, that's Okay, I didn't look further back in. I didn't. Re I thought they were in order, but like no, this it, one, but it's they not, skip around. It's not the delinquencies. It's no. just what's that? What's that? This, what are your names? This is location and this one's owner's name. Barnholt, Barnum, Bailey. These are the bees. Go. That's all Catawba Island. It sure it is. Yeah. yeah. What is it now, Catawba Island? Matthias Welking, Kelking. Calking. Picture Calking. Yeah. yeah. Read. John Henry Recold. I mean, there's like five pages of the. These are. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Probably we won't have school to tax and stuff. But the point is, 
These are the early tax ledgers referencing townships in Ottawa County. Uh-huh. And the big thing is, in parentheses, capital letters, covers Grand Rensselaer Township. And when did we not be Grand Well, let me, let, me, let me digress for just a second with my eyes closed, because I have to pick my brain here a little bit. These two don't have Grand Rensselaer. Um, okay. Listen, listen to this. 1838, 1839, what is now Danbury and Catawba was in Erie County. And Danbury and Catawba were grouped together in the early firearms records and called the Peninsula County. Peninsula. In other words, Danbury and Catawba were considered one. There was North Peninsula and South Peninsula, okay? Now listen to this. When Erie County and Sandusky County and Lucas County gave up properties and created Ottawa County in 1840, Dan Barry was no longer in Erie County but went to Ottawa County in that period of time, Danbury was a township was established. I don't know off the top of my head right now the exact date, but Danbury was established, township was established, and that left the Catawba portion of the Peninsula Township by itself. Then when Van Wensler Township was established over on South Bass. South Bass was owned by A.P. Edwards. All the islands were owned by A.P. Edwards. Okay. Well, not not Peely Island or those, but North Bass, South Bass, Edwards. But the point is, Van Rensselaer at the, at the 1840 period time frame was caretaker working for Edwards. When the county was formed in 1840, I think Van Rensselaer's name appears on the petitions and the paperwork. That's all gone, disappeared, not existing anymore. So hence the name the commissioners named the new township in 1840 Van Rensselaer because Rensselaer's name shows up on A.P. Edwards' 
owning of the Lake Erie, what is now the Lake Erie Islands, which included what is now Catawba Island. Catawba Island was no longer in Danbury Township. It was not in Van Wessler Township, so to speak. It wasn't in Sandusky. Sandusky County owned, owned Portage and Port Clinton, see? So Catawba was just a peninsula sticking out here, nowhere to go. So they, the few people that were here, plus the commissioners, stuck up with Van Rensselaer Township over on South Bass. So Van Rensselaer Township primarily was South Bass Island, and Catawba went along because there was no place else to put it, okay? <laughs> They couldn't put it very well with Sandusky. They couldn't put it with Lucas. They couldn't put it with, lump it together with, and it was agreeable with everybody. So now, what was your question? How long was we in Erie County? Well, no, how long, then, when did we start being Van Rensselaer? And then I 1840s. 1840. Early. That's yeah. the preceding year to this one, 1856. Oh, okay. But that, so that has Van Rensselaer in it also. But the point is, when you see Van Rensselaer, you're going to see some names, many names, from South Bass and Middle Bass okay. mixed in, okay? Mixed in. That's why. This is 1852. That's pretty, that's back. Yeah, and that has Van Rensselaer in it as well. Can you read any of the names? I'll look for it. Just out of curiosity. Sure. Let me find Because it. at that time, there weren't too many people out here. I bet there wasn't more than a dozen taxpayers, if there was. Are there any atlases before 1874 that no. anybody has? 1874 was the first. Was the first. 1882. 1886 was the second. 1900 has got the photographs. Mm -hmm. 86 only has a lot of maps of the world and everything. It's got one right. little blurb in 1874. Okay. On the delinquencies page, there's only about three names. What are they? Let's see. One of them's crossed out. It looks like Converse. Something Again, Converse. Converse. Okay. Um, boy, these are hard to read. D-R... It begins with a B-U. It looks like Bung. Does that sound... And Sean Rusk, or okay. Sloan, Sloan, Rusk Sloan, maybe? Russell. Okay. Or John Russell. Sloan. It could be Russell, yes, Russell Sloan. Yeah. Russ, yeah, Russell Sloan. Oh, listen to me. Those two names I'm familiar oh, listen, all three of those names. I'm going to very briefly tell you what I know about those three names. The lime kiln, we're all kind of familiar with that. Okay, I want to go into all the details. But the lime kiln is referenced in the 1874 Atlas as owned by the J.B. James. Well, that's all. That's, I'm going to say it's plain bullshit, but it's incorrect, okay? Those three names you just mentioned down there were stockholders. Now, let me just tell you this very brief thing. A group of attorneys from Sandusky City invested, built, and run 
but it was we now know the lime kiln. And Sloan, John Sloan, and Russell Sloan, this is, I'm sure these are two of the same, they're the ones that laid out out of a city where you and I are sitting. Uh -huh. Because the lime kiln, to be profitable, had, had to be run 24-7, or 7-24, around the clock, okay? Which meant there had to be people, there had to be a store to furnish food, there had to be places for the people to live, and all that. And they didn't build it to run three or four years, they built it to run forever and ever and ever. But the point is, John Sloan is the one that laid out and plotted out of a city. He was an attorney from Sandusky, but he was more of a politician than the attorney and only took one case, and that was a slaveholding case, and I'm not going to go into that. Mm. So he was involved as an attorney, legal mind, in a lot of other things, primarily over here. Converse was an attorney. Now, when the lime kill went through bankruptcy in 1855, Converse got the job of disposing of, selling off of all those assets that the attorneys had acquired, primarily Ottawa City area, okay? So a lot of these early deeds in the Ottawa City area, you're going to see the name Converse. And he was not an, ag an agent, but a not an accomplice, but a, a partner of Sloan in the thing over here. Now the 87 acres which encompassed the quarry, the rocks, and the lime kill itself, that was bought by a sheriff's sale in Port Clinton by J.B. James. Now if he owned it, he didn't have to buy it back. Okay, this is how it gets confusing. <laughs> so, J.B. James owned quarry property on the lake side of Danbury Peninsula. He was from the New York area and, and familiar with quarrying, mining, and the burning of limestone and the making of cement and plaster and one thing or another. So here's what happened. Those four attorneys from Sandusky who wanted to get into business borrowed money from James, borrowed money from James to build this over here. James didn't build it. Those four attorneys, Converse, Porter, uh, Converse, uh, Sloan, Sloan. Uh, I can't think of the other one right now. Who was Russell? Anyhow, they built it, okay, and they ran it. But then when it went bankrupt, J.B. James, who had loaned them the money up front, that's good business, borrowing money from somebody else, then if the business goes bankrupt, you ain't out of penny. These guys were attorneys, they weren't dumb. They weren't, they weren't managers of a lime kill either, but they weren't dumb when it comes to that. But anyhow, then, then, uh, uh, James bought it for like $5,000. There were four appraisers appointed by the courts to come out here and appraise this, the, the kiln, the quarry, the steam engine, 
in the 87 acres, okay? Mm. And Barnum, Barnum, not Elvie, but like Elvie's dad, was one of those appraisers. And they set a value of like five or fifteen dollars. This is all in writing someplace. I got yeah. it, but I don't have, can't think of it at the top of my head. And JB James then bought it back to get his money back, okay? Because <laughs> he loaned it up front to begin with. And then he kept it for a number of years, and then he sold it, 87 acres, to Lafer. A John. Lafer. Oh, okay, mm. that's true. Then Lafer opened up that little quarry over there, mm -hmm. where our member Landon lives. Yeah, Landon lives. Yeah. And he quarried rock with a stone crusher steam plant. Not he, but immigrants probably. And this was allowed people to. This is. People, I wasn't there. People, what people told me, they weren't very happy when he crushed stone because it was in that quarry. It was a loud son of a bitch. You know, it made a lot of racket, so he wasn't too welcome. But as the point is, he quarried stone. Nineteen twelve. Just got a. I'm going to show you the stone crusher. That's the stone crusher. Wow. That Lafer crushed the stone. Now listen to me. I gave you folks wow. photographs of those digging stone out of that quarry. I think so. Wow. There's the, the stone that they quarried was crushed by that stone. Huh. 1912. Yeah. That's, That's the awesome. stone that went into much of these roads. Yeah. Why? What time did the Model T come out mm -hmm. in a cheap car? 1912. You see how this all ties yeah, together? Yeah. The unions got strong, gave people weekends off. They didn't have to work six and seven days yeah. a week. Henry Ford gave them a cheap car. Nate. The commissioners improved and laid out the roads. And the labor gave them cheap stone. <laughs> the, the Ida, remember the ship that went mm -hmm, sunk? Mm -hmm. Pick a stone up from that crusher to go build the roads over on Putin Bay. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of... Um Sloan's uh, listening also Sloan's in Portage Township for delinquencies. Now, both John and Russ. Now, let me just tell you this. There was another Sloan. There was a Sloan edition in Port Clinton. Uh -huh. And there's a Sloan family that's builders. Not the same family. Uh huh. John Sloan, or Rush, no, I want to say that. Rush Stone. Rush Stone is the guy that laid out out of the city. Yeah. Now, someplace here and there, is, I have the plaque, which was vacated in 1863, and Sloan's name's on it. He was the leader of that four attorneys, okay? Uh-huh. But don't confuse the other Sloan family in Port Hunt. Yeah, yeah. There's two more pages of Van Rensselaer. Okay, what I, we I'm name. just seeing if there's any others. I want. Is that 53 book? 52. Oh, see so your Van Rensselaer. There's a bunch of names. Yeah, read some of them. Off. Joseph Minier or Minier? Minier. 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 Now that's early, 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 early family. Yeah. And one of them is buried in this little Kberg cemetery down here. Minier. They're French. Yeah. When they moved yeah. off Catawba, they moved up to Toussaint area. Yeah. 
wore hip boots all their lives and yeah. blah, blah. I, I knew them well. Okay, go ahead. The first the first love of my life was Mary Kinney, who was my age, and her grandmother was a, a, a Meneer. Uh, a Meneer. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Jack Meneer? No, I didn't know any of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Haynes, E.H. Haynes. I think that's the Haynes from Port Clinton, but go ahead. William B. Oh, it's hard to read this. Lock. Lockwood? Lockwood, yes. Lockwood. Lockwood. Started the U.S. Gypsum Company, owned a lot of property mm -hmm. down towards the state park. Mary D. Perry. Yeah, that's Mary Perry again. Harriet Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds were on the cemetery road. Justices Platt. That's Putin Bay, I think. Um, Ob, Ob something. Uh, Tillotson? Does that sound? Tillotson's, that's the sure. top island. Okay. So you guys know more about this than I do, obviously, by a good bit. Listen to me. Tillotson, Tillotson's deed from 1832. His, his property was one of the few properties that was surveyed and registered, okay? Mm -hmm. Elthorpe had a lot of that done, but much later on. In other words, Tillotson did it right up front the way it was supposed to be yeah. done. And most other people, oh, by the way, if we ever get around Norwalk or, or, or here, we'll get it all taken care of. But, you know, so his was the first part. Now, his daughter married one of the Elthorpe boys. Elthorpe had four boys. Mm -hmm. So what happened was, not only were the Elthorpe large property or early property owners, they married the other early property owners out here that were earlier than they were. But the Althorpe name... Oh, I'm the sorry. Hi, Val. The Althorpe name is the name car. that no, you're fine. shows up fine. more than the Tilson. So you see how Thank the Tilson and the Althorpe name got, yeah. how the Althorpe's got a lot of property because they married into the Tilson family. Yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, BH, it looks like murder. Um, you, the first letter is either a W or an M. U-R-D-E-R or D-E-N? No, it doesn't make okay. a bell. Anna Bears. Uh, that could be a Catawba name. And Go ahead. Louisa and David Bears. Joseph T. Bears. John Barnhold. Barnhold. That's yeah. Catawba. Yeah. Daniel, it looks like Cone. C-O-H-N. That sounds like a Jewish name. Maybe it does. Maybe a really Jewish yeah. settler. No, I know when I was in elementary school, there was one Jewish girl in our class, and I don't remember her name. She lived on the West Road. Right. Oh. Um, okay. Just just down here a little bit. And because as kids, you know, they did gift exchanges, and yeah. she wasn't allowed to participate because she was mm -hmm. Jewish. That's the only reason I remember that. Yeah. And we all thought, because we, none of us knew anything about Jewish people, oh, we didn't know anything. We thought, why can't she participate? Why anyway. Can't she have fun? Daniel Cohen. Um, Abigail uh, Deming. A.P. Edwards. A.P. Edwards. Mm-hmm. Remember I said the Edwards family owned Yep, and, and on, on it, it remarks South Bass, Middle Bass, and Green Island. Okay. <laughs> he was the owner of the island. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this who Van Wensford, here's the thing. He he didn't spend a lot of time or much Wouldn't time here at all. Right. So he had agents working over there. They cut the wood, they raised this, blah, 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 and all that. But the point is, um, uh, I want to get this right. There's a fox and a fox. Oh shit! Uh, I'll have to think about. It. 
The people who developed this nine acres down here, which was Dutchers, the first people who lived there, put their name on that property, bought it from Converse. They were also an agent of A.P. Edwards, and they got in a conflict over the cost and the prices and all that. So he left and sit next to He left South Bass yep. Yep. And, and bought this nine acres over here on Catawba, okay? Yeah. And and, and I know the, we have that somewhere. Yeah, right. So I'm just telling you, every once in a while, a bell will ring in these old documents. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't do any good under my bed. Yeah. Nope. One more? Well, you can read some more. Sure. John Gill, John Barnum. Oh, yeah, Barnum. Yeah. Jay, something, either McPeck or Peck. Joseph, another Meneer. Meneer, yeah. Wheeler Porter. Porter. Wheeler Porter. Wheeler Porter. Yeah. Cemetery Road. They own property up there. Yeah. Looks like Joel Sexton. Now, that barn? Yes. There's your Joel Sexton. There's your Joel Family Sexton. Family was here. Yeah. In 1852, yeah. okay. that's the Sexton family. I knew they were early. Yeah. E.T. Smith. Yeah. Converse Sloan, it looks like. Yeah. Converse slash Sloan. Yeah. yeah. They were the property owners. Yeah. That had bought the 87 acres in Iowa City. S.A. Smith, Joseph Willett, or yeah, Willett. Willett. Yeah. That's a local name. Joseph Willett. Let's see, uh, what else they have? Grace, is it Monell or Wanell? Waddle. Wanell, okay. Wildman? Wildman, what am I thinking, Wildman. duh? Wildman, of course. Yeah, here, let me just digress for just a second. You got, yeah. is your machine turned on? Oh, yes. Zolman <laughs> Wildman and his brother bought through quick claim deed what is now Enberry Township and what is now Catawba Township, minus that property that the Indian claim had not yet been cleared. The, in, the Indian claim was cleared in 1805, Fort Industry, which was simply a log warehouse on Swan Creek in Toledo, Ohio, was now Toledo, but it, it had to be consummated someplace. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a large fort with armament or anything like that. It was a log warehouse. So that's fort industry. Industry means warehouse, storage, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so Zolman Wildman yep. and his brother. Mm -hmm. There's F.S. here. Is that what that be, his brother? F.S. Wildman? Maybe? It might be. Might be. Are there two Wildmans? Yes. yes. Well, that's mm -hmm. his brother then. The point is, they were alive at this time, okay. Mm -hmm. And when this fireless was being settled, they ended up with all this property, plus what is now the city of Sandusky. And Zolman Wildman laid out the city of Sandusky. Mm -hmm. The selling and the selling of, of a lot of his property in and about the Sandusky area was conducted by a partner slash owner by the name of Mills. And Mills lived here, and Zolman never left Connecticut. As you go into Sandusky, there's a Mills golf course, mm -hmm. the name Mills. All that property belonged to Zolman Wildman slash Mills. 
and Mills was his agent. So Mills' name shows up on a lot of, of, of uh, Sullivan Wildman's properties, okay? Because he was left here to do all the paperwork and all, handle all the politics that come up on property that Zolman Wildman owned in Ohio. He had never had any intention of moving out here. He was what they call an early land speculator that, that traversed what is now the Firelands area, the Firelands in, in Connecticut. Those folks that had damage caused by the incursion of the English coming down from New York by a ship and bombarding and burning the small towns such as Danbury, New London, Fairfield, and so forth. Hmm. Okay. By the way, Benedict Arnold was a native from New London, Connecticut, and he burnt his hometown down. <laughs> after he turned yes. traitor and went over to the English side. All right, uh. now, just to give you an idea, so what these land speculators did, they went around and bought quick claim deed two to three cents per acre from these folks. The fires, the damage was in the 1700s, 1780s, okay? This litigation was started in 1792, and here it is by the 1850s, and it was just now being settled, some of the properties. Those people's names appeared on the early deeds, but no one that I know of ever left Connecticut, nor their heirs left their Connecticut, and settled in the Danbury, Catawba area. Mm -hmm. There may be, there may, there may have been some in the Huron, Norwalk area, but none that I know of. It was almost 30 to 40 years. Yeah. So most of the people had passed on, rebuilt their their homesteads, their buildings, their wealth, and didn't want to move out here to the sticks. Yeah. Now, does that give you a little flavor of all this? Yeah. Okay. More than um, a little. Great. <laughs> those, those, I just hit the high spots, but just remember, because you're going to come across a lime kiln. Yes. J.B. James loaned the money to those four mm -hmm. attorneys, business attorneys from Sandusky. That's why this works out here was called the Sandusky Cement Works. Yeah because they were all from Sandusky. Yeah. Then when it went bankrupt after about five years, J.B. James bought it at Sharp's sale, <clears throat> got his money back, which he loaned to begin with up front to those four attorneys to build it to begin with. <laughs> Why did it go bankrupt? That particular style of lime kiln was self-standing. Ours was self-standing, open all the way around, with a large steam-driven crusher in the back, stone quarry from across the road, plus various places in the cliffs. Mm -hmm. They tried quarrying here, they tried quarrying there, because they didn't have anybody 
a, a, a graduate geologist to tell them <laughs> this is good rock, this is bad rock. Yeah. So the only thing they could do was quarry the rock, burn the rock, crush the rock, and see how the rock held up underwater because this is what they advertise, mm -hmm. a hydraulic cement used primarily in the building of the early locks on the Ohio Canal. That was one of their markets, okay. 50 barrels of this Catawba or uh, Van Wester slash Catawba Island Township lime was sold to those builders of the new capital. So some of the Catawba Island rock went into cement products via 50 barrels to the new capital in Columbus. Thank you for listening to Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history, a production of the Catawba Island Historical Society. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please visit our website at CatawbaIslandHistoricalSociety.com or come visit the Catawba Island History Museum in person, located in historic Union Chapel near the beautiful shores of Lake Erie in Ohio. Until next time, happy history!